Welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with the co-hosts, Tom. Hi. Hi, Ross. Mike. Hey, Ross. Joey. Hello. And today I wanted to talk about risk. And when bringing up this topic, I think I'm already envisioning this will probably be a part one of maybe many as it's a question that comes up a lot in our discussions and in the panels we've done, the presentations at various conferences. It's one that parents ask a lot about, and I think it's such a big topic that we need to kind of take it apart in a few different ways. So today I was going to specifically look at uh, maybe what the benefits are to trying more challenging, more risky activities. And I was thinking of an activity from my childhood where it was one of the very strong moments where I definitely pushed myself further than I was kind of ready to go. And I actually was at the swimming pool where I spent a lot of time in my youth growing up. And the diving boards were kind of a key place. And I was very comfortable going off the low boards and doing cannonballs and pencil dives and regular dives and even working up to doing front flips. And But they were, again, they were the two or three foot boards yeah. off the water. Not very risky in my... And I was also a very confident swimmer, so the deep water did not at all bother me. Um, but there was a high dive that was... Uh, 10 feet. I don't know what it would measure up to be, but it was high, definitely higher up. I bet it was higher than 10. Probably higher than 10 <clears throat> feet, but uh, it wasn't the 10 meter board either. That's a whole right, other right, right. world. But yep. standing up on the board, looking down when you're only 13, also looks like it's about 30 it, feet. It down. looks a lot higher. Yeah. It looks a lot deeper. So being one of the younger kind of pool rats at the, uh, at the, the community pool in New Hope, Watching a lot of bigger kids do dives and front flips and things off of that. And I was finally like, I mean, I think I really want to try. We've talked about before how there's sometimes those children who have to watch. I kind of was that child to some degree. I had to watch other peers of mine doing these activities. You're watching older peers, though. I was watching older children. But I, you know, okay, they're doing it. They're, They're able to go. And then my friend who I was with, he's like, let's just do it. And so he goes before me. He jumps. Is he older or younger? He was a year older, but we grew up in the neighborhood together. He went for it, front flip, over-rotated, and just hit the water hard. On his back? On his front, his face and stomach, chest region. He did a double. He did like a one and a quarter, unfortunately. Um, Got zeros from all the judges. Uh, (laughs) And I saw that, and he came out, and he was just red, and I was next in line. And... Of course, the the line is already growing behind me. That's the me. thing. The high board, there's no way to come off no, of it no. without, like... Without getting totally ridiculed or they're just like, just jump off the board! You right. know, like... So I got up there and I was up and I was getting... I could already feel the the line, like, kind of <laughs> just jump. Would you just... And then somebody, I think, finally was like, just go already! And I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And I did... The, I went for my front flip. This is the first Sit. time off choosing front flip. Just, to, front just flip. to be clear. Okay. Been, not a I've, jump. I've jumped many times off the high dive. Oh, okay. All right. So just not your first high dive experience. Nope. Okay. All this right. was the first front flip attempt. And On I did the, the same dive. thing. Okay. One and a quarter, and I slapped the water so hard. I think sun hats from, you know, onlookers blew off. The glass, the snack shack shattered. <laughs> you know, it, that's what it felt like when I hit the water. And I lost my breath. Yeah. Barely doggy paddled over to the to the wall, got out, and was embarrassed and also in a lot of pain. <laughs> and then what'd you do? I went back in line and jumped off again. Didn't front flip again, but uh-huh. I went and proceeded to jump off the uh-huh. board again and again. 
But it was one of those times where I very consciously knew I was pushing myself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, looking back at that, how does an, does an example like that, does a situation where you really are willing to push yourself and go, and it didn't go very well for me, but for me, I took it and I kept going. And eventually, wasn't doing front flips, but I had started doing head first dives into the water and a later in the, in the summer. And I'm wondering if that, could that be because I I was willing to fail and willing to, I figured out what happened, I didn't right. die. I, I, I keep wondering, in, in a situation like that, how do you measure your risk? Yeah. Before, I think it's it's an interesting, like, before and after. Because right. before... You were so it confident. Feel, it, not, I was, and I was really nervous. Okay. Beforehand. And actually, I was more confident after the fact because I did it. Because you kind of knew what the worst thing would be? Exactly. You, like, yeah. right. I mean, you're, so, you're also old enough now to calculate, to yeah. think that way. Like, oh, yeah. I did the worst thing. I mean, you know, so right, it right. can't get much worse. Yeah. To me, and other people can weigh in, I think the key of this story is... That you were choosing it, mm-hmm. so that it was a, it was a challenge yeah. that you were motivated yeah. to meet. You you nobody was making you. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the I, people I, behind I, you I, in line are probably making you. Yeah. You're probably showing off a little bit at that age. There's probably some social reason you're doing it yeah. as well. But but all the same, you you know the way yeah. you tell the story just now, yep. the motivation was your own. You, you know whether it was to right, be because no one would have said anything if you would have jumped and gone feet first. Yeah, in there, everyone right. would have been fine. Yep. Right. Exactly. Like no one said, oh, just go do a front flip. They right. were saying, just jump. Yeah. And I, to me, when we talk about this, I just think it's so, in my mind, it's so critical that it, that when we're talking about taking risks, it's the risk that, that the person who's taking, it, it probably, in this case, you're old enough to know, yeah, I, could, I just watched my kid fall on their face, but I don't think it feels like a risk. I think that word is tricky. Right. It's like, a, it's a challenge, maybe. I mean, maybe this case, risk is a fine word because you certainly were 13, you knew that you could do yeah. a belly flip like your friend did. But I, to me, it's so much of who is making it happen, you know, mm-hmm. and then who, who is a, who is assessing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause not everybody is going to even be comfortable going up on the high dive, yeah. let alone, yeah. you know, trying a flip. And I that still might wouldn't just go sit. on a high dive. I, heights right. are not my thing. So, yeah. so do you think you really were able to, to make that decision with all the pressure behind you and the pressure of your friend already gone, going? You know, I mean, look, it, it, that's the hindsight of 20 plus years to kind of go back. And I think it's that it was the pre the premeditation of it. So it was self-selected. Like we, we were going to try this and then it got up there and there, I think there was that moment of like, I should just not do this because this is not going to end well. It's going to be, you know, so I, but still doesn't ever sound like you had that, like, it sounds like nervousness, but not true fear. I mean, we could talk about my first high dive experience one day, and then we could talk about, like, true fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you did it. Yeah. Well, that's where, so that's, does it, does it qualify, maybe? Would it be, you know, it sounds like we're maybe split on whether it's risk or not, which well, I, think that's, is, well, I think that's why it's such a tricky yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I've watched these YouTube videos of, like, the people who screw up on the high dive. Yeah. And what it... <laughs> comes Just down to really there's a sense of confidence well it's one of those like fail videos you know yeah. watching with my child yeah. and yeah. whatever um but there's a thing of confidence where the people who get hurt are generally the people who are like they start to go and you see them as they take the you know you sort uh-huh. of like running uh-huh. steps and they second guess themselves uh-huh. yeah and what they do is they sort of hit and so the board is flipping back up and they're in mid-step and they get hit and they fall sideways and fall down yep. into the water and almost invariably, that's the reason. Every so often, there's like water on, it and they s- literally slip. Yeah. But usually, it's this 
not having the like sort of second guessing yourself in yeah. the middle of it rather than just go because part of mm-hmm. what you have to do is just confidently just go do it yeah you know in my getting back to early childhood we have monkey bars at our playground and really all it takes is the child to first they have to learn the rhythm of the swing mm-hmm. but then they have to be ready to let go you reach with one yeah. arm they often can do that and then they're holding one in each hand, but they're not ready to let go with the other hand and they just do that for a while it's like okay now mm-hmm. drop down you know yeah mm-hmm. but once they have the confidence to let go then they can go to that next bar and it's really easy and they all of a sudden they do all the bars and so there's this thing where they just do one bar over and over or two bars i guess one hand on the first bar one mm-hmm. hand on the second bar over and over and it, as soon as they're like they get that confidence they just and they do all of the bars so going no back between. going back to the kind of the maybe the opening topic or question is like is confidence one of the benefits of taking risks and i, I think we could all agree we're shaking our heads you can't right. see that but we're shaking our heads <laughs> yes um well, they can't it, see that. but yeah. they you know so but there's the physical confidence that builds but what other confidence kind of grows and i'm kind of putting it out there as more of a discussion question for the rest of the group to kind right. of like what else comes from taking that physical risk that physical challenge right. early on in early childhood but I think is that t- the other thing I've been thinking because we've we've talked about this off mic a couple of times, but I keep thinking in my head of that that graph, the Yerkes Dodson law. But if something's really easy, you're not going to do very well because you really don't care, right? Right? It's like nah, you know that mm-hmm. I might even fall because I'm not paying enough attention because this low board is like so easy. Yeah. And then as it gets up here and it gets a little more challenging for me, there's that sweet spot of right. performance. And kind of just being totally dialed in. It's kind of like the, you know, being in the zone, if you will. And then you keep going over here to where it's getting really too hard. And yeah. then your performance drops down again. Right. You know, and so to me, it's all about keeping in that sweet spot, which is different for every person. Yeah. So your high dive, you yeah, know, sweet absolutely. spot where, where then what you're going to feel is, ah, that felt so good to be challenging myself. And mm-hmm. like, and it was hard yeah. and I liked hard work with a good result where, somebody else might try to flip and it's way too hard and then yeah. they're going to have a, a more I, negative feedback to the to the to the situation can you say the name of the person again it's so a, we... it's a yeah the it's called the yerkes dodson law and if you google that you can see the graph that i cannot describe okay <laughs> so i i was i've been thinking um is it there's, we know there's benefits to risk, mm-hmm. but is that an adult concept, risk? Do kids actually think in terms of risk, mm. or do they think in terms of challenges like you did? Because I'm thinking in, in my classroom, um, I don't see kids saying, oh, gee, I want to take a risk. Right. Yeah. But they are always challenging themselves. Right. But that's, that, true. that's And that, because the last time we talked about this... Uh, Mike brought up, you know, the baby learning to walk and, oh, we all know the baby's going to fall a couple times, but they're, you know, they're so motivated to learn to walk. The baby isn't thinking, isn't even capable of thinking, right. oh, I might be taking a risk when yeah. I take this step. They're just so it's excited. An adult, right. It's an adult concept, right? And we, we try and put it on the child. I think that's what I've been trying to get at, Tom. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is one thing, though, because the whole visual cliff idea. Yeah. Yes. So around 10 months old, a child does know... Danger. This could be danger. Danger. Dangerous. Yeah. So it's that's wrong. a little. Di- that's different than risk, though. Well, that, and we talk a lot about that. Or, then, you know. But yeah. they know like this could be dangerous. But they can be encouraged by their yeah. 
the mom like, oh, come on, it's okay. You know? <laughs> You're just gonna fall and that's down. where, you know, I think, and that's probably going to be another episode related to this, but risk versus hazard. Right. And children can definitely assess that. And I think maybe the actual word risk is something that it's coming from adults. But I think I would argue that children know that there is that kind of spectral understanding. Uh-huh. And I see it in our preschool in the gym during the climbing wall. It's a, it's an internal thing for can, the child. Exactly. It's not, it's not they're, they're not saying, oh, let me take a risk today. No. I might fall off this wall, but they want the, there's but that, the, oh, I want to try oh, something hard because yeah, it right. feels good. Make there's this harder. Set, make thrill. This, yep. And so like the climbing wall, there's those who will climb to the very top and jump down and do it with great confidence. There's some who climb to the top, jump, and just kind of crash into the mat with no real means of learning how to land, or not right. really ready to land yet. And there's those who will go up one or two rungs, climb back down, that's all the higher they need to go. And so I think there's that awareness of, you know, within themselves, what I'm capable of, where do I want to push to? And, there's and each of them will call out, look what I'm doing, or look at me. Yeah. Teach and one kid, it's like, I'm th- two feet off the ground, look at me. And the other kid, it's like, look at me, yep. I'm going to... And which, that's, which brings up the, the benefit, which brings up yeah. the benefit of them being able to yeah. start to understand their own feelings about their challenges, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which that that will probably be the language we use with praise and you know related to rough and tumble. But that's mm-hmm. something related to that is rather than what I what I say in our in you know I tell my student teachers this as well is that I'm not one to say good job that's so great look at you know it's more wow I can see you're really proud mm-hmm. of yourself. Right, because I want to help them, as you know, we talked about in the previous episodes, where like you were helping um, Ama and Lizzie, you know, giving them that language. I want you to internalize right. this. I want you to feel that sense right. of joy. You look happy. You look proud. Yeah, you're. Yeah. You did that. I mean, right. that I can see you're the one who's really excited about this. That makes this is a slight tangent, but that makes me think about kids using this kind of language. There's last year we had these huge puddles, uh, you know, in the thaw season. Yeah. Right. But they were not deep, but they were huge. They were like the size of a small pond. Yeah. And um, this will tie back to our topic. But And so the kids were like wanting to walk through the puddles. And some of them would be saying at the very edge, totally oh, yeah. worried, totally afraid. Because to them, it looks like a pond. Yeah. And here's all these crazy adults saying, it's okay. Come on through. You right. know, like, you know, come on across and, and look like a hazard. Look like, you know, and then they get in, they realize how deep it is and that it's okay. But what they were saying was, I'm brave of this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, right. I and so they're using, they're using brave actually as afraid. It's mm-hmm. like the same feeling right, to right. a kid, oh. okay, okay. you know, like the, he was not saying I'm being brave. I'm brave of this. Uh-huh. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just right on the flip side of, you know, so yeah. So there is a, there is an awareness of when they're doing something that is taking that like, <gasps> yeah. And they, they want to challenge themselves, right. To get yeah. just right past that. Right. And, right. But it's like that graph you said where there's certain things where they're just not going to try. Yeah. But and and I'm a I and again this might be another episode discussion part part seven of this series of risk. But um, that I think that then translates to other areas that it it starts to go into social confidence, emotional confidence, even cognitive confidence with trying you know bigger right um, willing to, to to kind of show the persevering perseverance or tenacity with hard math problems or spelling tests so you know i think that's another topic to discuss but we'll save that for another time mm-hmm. as uh we're wrapping up this episode so thank you for tuning in to another episode of teaching with the body and mind we'll see you next week thanks thanks, Russ. thanks Russ.
Thank you for listening. Is this yep. still on? Um, <laughs> the reason I did I, leave it on. The reason I good. had that yeah. reaction the last time we talked about yeah. it, when I kept thinking, because we were, I was dialing in on, on the fear aspect and this yep. idea that we're overcoming fear yep. when we take a risk. And the more I thought about it after the fact, I was like, that's BS. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. not overcoming fear. Yeah. I mean, because the next time something scary happens, you're scared. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>